The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC 278 After Party Edition. Recapping results from a crazy night in Salt Lake City. Let's go. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night There you guys are. Hey yo, what's up? It's me, Dan Tom. This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast, After Party Edition. Uh, we're going to be recapping UFC 278 as uh, everybody piles in here. Uh, save the formalities. You know where you guys usually find me at MMA Junkie. Action Network, do a bit there with the Prop Squad, and uh, here on this channel, thank you for liking and subscribing if you haven't already, and yeah, we're going to go through top to bottom, a um, couple notes, a couple shouts that uh, I missed on my uh, last episode, we'll do the formalities of, of, of that sort, I guess, uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll get to the recap, so feel free to hit me with any uh, questions or uh, any of the fun stuff uh, you, you like there. Keep it clean, you know, uh, no fence grabs, we will uh, penalize you for those, you know, because uh, it wasn't too much of that, not till the very end. Um, all right, just want to check this link here, I'm going to share. Ah, thank you guys for liking the video, appreciate that. Of course, this is going down on... Um, my YouTube channel here, Daniel Tom MMA, for those of you listening, audio, Apple Podcasts. Apologies, it's been a long day, folks. Long workout here, and uh, I am less functional than I would be if I was, you know, uh, drinking and, and, and having fun, which, uh, not really doing the old uh, training uh, training camp spiel back into that, back into those days. I thought thought I was out, and they pulled me back in. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm tweeting out here, and then we'll get this party started. Thank you guys for your patience, as per usual, as I stumble all over myself, as I usually do on these live shows. But I owed you guys a live show. I did give you guys an awesome guest. Couldn't do video, because uh, I'm just not equipped, and I, I almost fumbled the ball doing audio, so we'll get you guys here. All right, that's tweeted out, and uh, we'll get this going. All right, UFC 278 went down. Kamar Usman defending his title, though he did not, to um, Leon Edwards, of course. It was a rematch, the year of rematches. like Not just like 2022, but like even going back into 2021, I feel like we just had like a ridiculous amount of rematches. Uh, nice comments there. Uh, Stellar703, well, that was something to say the least. Yeah. I feel like I maybe that's part of it too. Like I'm exhausted from training, but also like, dude, I don't even smoke cigarettes. Like, y'all need a cigarette too, because I feel like I do. You know, it's uh, that was that was just an intense night, and uh, yeah, yeah, I I uh, <clears throat> I can't help but feel great for, for for Leon, man. I mean, just you know, Anik said it best: really easy guy to root for. You know, uh, you know me, I'm a fan of, of of anybody that can really just show that vulnerability and. Uh, 
Dude's been through a lot, and uh, to be able to get there. First Jamaican-born champ. How about that? Jamaica, stand up. Jamaica, stand up. I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. So, uh, yeah, it, it's... Uh, we're we're going to get to that. Um, <clears throat> I... Uh, I want to shout out. But, yeah, I, I just want to uh, do a little bit of cleanup. Um from uh from from last podcasts because there was a there was a bunch I didn't I didn't get to it sounded like I was on like uh, like cocaine or something I was I was speaking so fast but um I was just kind of against the clock and we got a bit of a late start because again I fumbled the bag with the uh, missing audio equipment I was like oh yeah uh, I need a USB C uh, transfer cord because it's been so long since I've uh, gotten mobile uh, with the podcast that uh it was like my old MacBook you know and this is. My new backbook's not even that new, so I got it before the pandemic. So it's been a minute since I've like you know been traveling with audio stuff. So um, there's a little bit of a bane there. Speaking of which, that was a uh, I think I gave my guy Tony Satori a, a shout out. He posted a Fire Rises uh, thing last week. Uh, Fire Rises, Master Wayne, oh, Mr. Wayne. Uh, always for whatever reason quote uh, quote that. Um, Mark F., who, who I caught up with, he's doing well. He's in the chat. He's doing so well. Holy shit, that's all I got, Mark Fellows has to say. Mark, I know you, you're doing well, but, you know, we, uh, we're we glad you're doing well, brother, and, and kicking ass. I love your man cave, by the way, you shared with me. I won't blow up your spot there, but props to y'all who have uh, your own little, like, cave dwellings, and, and, and you know, that, that, is, that is definitely the spot. I'm working on my garage, but it's not, like, for relaxation. It's for pain as Clubber Lang would say. Um, we were supposed to be fighting like October 8th, but now it looks like it's going to be fighting in November. So like I'm like, well, silver lining is maybe I can squeeze in. This, we'll see, you know, how it goes with the knock on wood. Those UFC off weeks, they're very rare, but uh, I'm going to try to get some work done in my garage. My garage here. Uh, Tossin Pedro. Oh, I got to say, I forgot to say it like that. Speaking of Mark Fellows, Australian. I'm shook, Daniel May says. Yeah, man, I'm pretty. It, 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 it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. It is pretty shaking. Um. I I had my fight site shirt on earlier. I think I had it on for my guy Aaron B's pre uh, pre show I do with him. Shout out to Aaron Brown, said of the TSN MMA show. And I know I gave my guy Ed Gallo a shout, but I forgot to give the other fight site um, folks a shout. Uh, my guy Tuman uh, over there who is going through a lot of stuff. To relocate from um, Russia or his home, it's it's complicated. But uh, obviously, the, the war between Russia and Ukraine uh, complicated a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, and you know, there's all these causes and this and that. But like, I, you know, it's always nice if like you can act like help out an individual. And um, I posted a link on how you could help Tumen out directly, but also uh, a lion's share of their Patreon stuff does um, not just go to their workers, which is great. And, and you know, not always the case out there, folks, right? Workers getting their fair shares, but uh, it does and it helps on my guy Tumen. So to just shout out a, uh, to shout out a, um, uh, a fellow uh, friend, friend site site full of friends however you want to cut it i just wanted to give them a shout out as well as one of the many podcasts that they produce there the say os uh podcasts 
uh, grappling podcast. My guy Tommy Elliott, Ben Cohn, who's been uh, both those guys been on the show. Matt Joya as well. We got to get Joya on the show. I want to grapple with Joya and eat halal with Joya as well. Um, but uh, they, uh, I was listening to their episode and they're talking about uh, Leandro Lowe's like butterfly. Not butterfly. A Delahiva guard passing, and like I tabbed it out. I'm like, okay, I want to check that out because even though I'm staying out of the gi until this fight happens and competition's over, uh, I I love me some some passing, some really good passing technique and whatnot. And um, you know, a big fan of uh, the home base position from um, Lovato Jr. Um, but yeah, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I've always known a Leandro Love, I'm meaning to catch up with the stuff, like, let, let's get off your ass, and I finally, like, tabbed out a bunch of stuff to go study, and, like, literally, like, that night or whatever, this was, like, a, a, you know, a week or two ago at this point, right, um, you know, Leandro Love was, was uh, murdered by the um, off-duty police officer, you know, it's really crappy, you know, uh, really big for jujitsu. Uh, I'm not uh, personally affected or nor am I going to pretend, but I do know people that were affected in, uh, in some form uh, were lucky enough to train with low, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that. And I also want to shout, I was really proud to see my outlet when they reported it, because not everybody did, that it was a cop uh, that, that murdered low, uh, which, you know, is really complicated considering the the relationships and, uh, and and stuff with the BJJ community and cops. So that was that part wasn't necessarily getting reported or highlighted in a lot of sources. So um, was was proud to see my outlet uh, providing uh, correct information. And uh, I just want to send my condolences because that's really just heartbreaking. Ultimately, doesn't matter uh, how you cut it, right? That's 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 really heartbreaking stuff, young guy. Younger than younger than me, uh, not that I'm young, but you know what I mean. Young to be fucking dying uh, senselessly. So, wanted to give my condolences there and shouts to my friends who in the jujitsu community um, who were affected in any any way by that. So, uh, I I felt really bad for forgetting that one. Really random note. Don't worry, we're gonna pass on to this crazy card. My guy Rob G. I want to shout again. Uh, really kind enough to. Uh, too much. I got to ban Rob G from, from, and some of you guys are just too kind. You keep hitting that PayPal link if you want to support the show. I know I don't have Patreon uh, yet, and if I do, uh, you know, it, it's probably just going to be set up for a way to you guys to more regularly support than than having to go and hit the PayPal. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not comfortable, uh, nor do I think I'm big enough or successful enough uh, to be uh, putting anything behind any sorts of paywalls. This podcast's been free for over half a decade. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can make our ducats, uh, we can all make some money together here. But if you do feel so inclined to throw some extra support to the free show, um, uh, com supports this program. That's my website. Just toggle to the right if you don't see it. PayPal, um, on an Amazon click-throughs if you shop at those uh, websites. And, um, yeah, at Dan Tom MMA, the only, like, uh, social media that I'm really active. I'm getting a little more active on Instagram, you know, with the with the, with the, with the fight coming up. It's not like you can. It's not like I'm going to strategically hide anything that I'm doing. Anyways, I'm so fucking flattermouth. There's so much 
information out there on me and it's weird it's like the tough house we're training with the people we compete with and we all like follow each other on instagram so it's whatever but you can follow me there too at dan tom mma but yeah at, at dan tom mma on twitter that's where the links are for like everything including the uh the paypal uh, link but thank you rob g and i also want to shout out my guy chillum defoe i didn't shout chillum man uh will at chillum defoe on inst on uh, instagram on Twitter, he's the guy that provided the uh, David Clark clip that I was uh, that I was playing, and uh, I'm gonna go to that actually uh, while we're talking because there, there was one thing uh, I biffed on the last podcast. Of course, the last shout, I promise we'll go to UFC 278. Clean up the chat. Um, oh my God, TSOV's in the pot uh, in in the chat. I love it. I love it. Uh, if that's my guy Pulver. Regardless, shouts to Chris too. Uh, love and miss you guys dearly. The sound of violence. We only need the sound of violence in our lives. I mean, speaking of of, of good uh, 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 sources that get things right and aren't, aren't afraid to, to, to call the spades a spade, uh, sound of violence, baby. Love those guys. The real ones know. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to shout out my guy, uh, Chillum Defoe. And I will give, I'm pretty sure that's his Twitter handle, but let me just make sure it is. Yep, at Chillum Defoe. Um, <laughs> Fuck that shit! Fuck that shit! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just to my guy Bradshick too. He said, "Uh, it sounded like David Clark. It sounded like Dan Tom uh, was was playing David Clark, but it was David Clark. But like, you know how I, I, I say guys like David Clark gets like so inaudible that he just goes Aah! like there, there's this like you just gotta hear it, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh. What's it now? Hey, listen, you fuck that shit. He just went inaudible. Like I think he's. If you heard of me, and he did, he even does this thing with his hand. Like he steps into it, and he's just like, if you heard of me. Like David, did you forget your words? Like I I think it's like. I think he was so excited, like, he just, like, went with it, but this is where he left the words back in the porch. Like, they just, they didn't, he didn't, he left it at home. Like, the bags were packed, they just never left. And I think what he says, he tried, and he tries to, like, enunciate a little further in the next one. I think he tries to say, like, if you hurt him, you gotta, like, keep him hurt, or you gotta stay on him. Uh, or if you hurt him, you gotta fuck him up. It was something along those lines, but it just came out, if you hurt him, man! I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My dude went full little Dirk. LMO. I don't know if that was a response to what I just said. Uh, but the chat is popping. So I just wanted to give uh, Chillum Defoe um, a shout there. Uh, I'm going to clean up the chat, and then we'll go uh, on to the breakdown. There we go. Yeah, Mark Fellows. Amaze, I'm shook. Oh, my guy, Aaron Menard, MMA Junkie Radio Days, baby. We all the old school Gs, you know. Speaking of, you know, just 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 dudes that are, are good dudes, dudes that I've known for a minute, man. Aaron, I love watching that guy and his journey as well. What's up, Aaron? Dan, Tom, please share this story if possible. What story is that? Um... Cheers, my dude. This is from Sound of Violence. Cheers, my dude. Taking a much-needed shot in your honor. Thank you. Drink for me, please. I cannot drink, Pulver. Drink drink all for me. Oh, my goodness. 
maybe it's good I didn't make it to, to the San Diego while I'm in camp and I couldn't have fun and stuff so maybe I'll have to like go to San Diego after camp and time's going by fast so hopefully that'll go by fast I'll definitely hit you up if I get there everybody go support Dan's Patreon I don't have Patreon but you can just do the PayPal and uh, shouts to the fight site Patreon um, and my guy Tuman there Rogue Pierogi death taxes wrestlers ducking into head kicks question mark uh, yeah, I retweeted that. Um, slip, duck, dip. Um, different cl- classifications when we split the hairs, of course. Uh, to each to each their own. But just that general direction. Talked about with Kaikar France. We t- talked about uh, directionality in the last with those kicks as well. With um, Vera and Cruz in the last podcast with Eric. And... Um, this kind of among the same beat, but just wrestlers. Most of the time, they're orthodox. Uh, most wrestle boxers are orthodox, um, despite shooting a lot of wrestlers shooting from southpaw. Most wrestle boxers in MMA are orthodox. Most wrestlers like to box. Most wrestlers like to fight orthodox. So there's a lot of crossover here. And if you're orthodox, your power side's your left side. So you often will dip to that side because it's the slip to the jab. There is an inside slip, of course, but. With MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai, you have head kicks you could slip into a kick off the punch, as seen in the main event we just saw, right? Um, so when you're whether you're orthodox or even as a southpaw, right, um, you're mainly facing orthodox opposition, and whether you slip or dip to set up a shot, a body shot, or just a defensive maneuver, right, any of those three realms, they're based off of the same body movement and it's more natural to dip to your power side as far as your standard staggered stance gives way to it's easier to and if you're playing the mathematical percentages it's safer to because you're dipping away from the power side and although there are lead side weapons like uh lead uppercuts that don't take a lot and maybe switch kicks that are maybe a little more lower percentage and take a little more they still don't stack up if we have to do the run the numbers on your mathematical percentages. So if you're going to pick a route to choose, I don't blame the Cruises of the world or the Usmans of the world, right? Whether they're hard darting like Cruz or whether they're just slipping like Usman um, to go to that side. Which is why the left switch kick can be so deceptive, especially you're looking for right power from Orthodox and they switch it up for you. Or even not a switch if you're just a southpaw. It's a little more obvious, so you got to got to disguise it kind of hence the southpaw double attack which is something i reference also in a tweet if we're talking about tweets i reference of course southpaw double attack it is it is working your kick in conjunction with your cross off the same side um one thing uh, you know i want to empty my my cup coming from taekwondo and kempo karate i want to learn muay thai and boxing right but the one thing i just especially when it came to like um I don't want to say Muay Thai, or, you know, the or kickboxing either or. Let's just say MMA kickboxing and the meld between the two, right? One thing I notice in a lot of a, a lot of gyms, a lot of teachers is just it's almost gets robotic. It's left, right, left, one, two, three, four, and there's not enough same side. And you know, I know there's a lot of uh, well, it's not as practical, it's not as powerful traditional stuff, but there's actually some practical stuff where you can draw power. Um, counterbalancing off of shots, right, where you kick off the same side and then you counterbalance yourself. So you can kind of use it as a counter and a checking tool or as a mean setup that Crow Cop's been doing and a bunch of fighters have kind of mimicked since from the southpaw stance where you're throwing that left hand, 
getting that respect, getting the guard, getting their eye line, and you're coming up or to the liver low uh, of the guard with with all power, hoping they dip into it, obviously, if you're going to the head, whereas the body, a little more unprotected, you can be a little more direct with it. Um, it's great. It's a, it's, it's a great great attack, southpaw double attack. Sorry, tangent there, but yeah, there's that, that that's the connectivity there. So I don't blame these guys for slipping in that direction. It's just one of the dangerous things about you know doing that you're you're, you're not safe um hello pulva yeah everybody's getting friendly in the uh friendly in the chat stellar 703 uh i never thought i'd feel bad for usman but after that one i do i feel bad for usman too and i feel bad because like um i'm happy for leon and i don't i feel like i'm already like comes off as like a usman hater because i was because i claim that, you know, in the stupid conversation, which it is stupid, by the way. Um, props to Liana. These belts belong to no... And he should enjoy that belt, by the way, and so should everybody. I'm not saying that. Just because promotions may diminish it with uh, saturation and uh, interims and uh, all the like and, and you know, uh, unfair dealings with the fighters, whatever you want to put on it, be proud of it. But, at the same time, I do appreciate what Leon said. How... No, pound for pound is what did he say? What did he say? Nothing or whatever, and no one owns the belt. Like, just fuck all that conversation. Like, pretty much. But yeah, I always feel like I do come off like a Usman hater because I'd say Volkanovski is my pound for pound, and I have to like remind people. And it sucks because you know Usman seems like a great guy. Um, I know everyone makes fun of him because he sounds like he's always telling ghost stories in a campfire. But like he uh, shouts to, to those tweet. There's multiple tweets saying that, so I don't even know who to credit. But shouts to whoever you are. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of it was his management too, and maybe you know just that maybe his management's encouragement. You know, when he's injured, it's like get your name out there more. And then it just was just like, oh geez, I felt like I heard more about Usman and more hype when he wasn't fighting than when he was. Even like the right after, you know, and you know, I don't know if that's what. You know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say turn because I don't know. I don't. I don't think I ever hated on Usman. And I don't see really any hate on um, on the guy. Um, you know, you'll you'll see those stupid like pound for pound arguments. But yeah, man. Um, I just hope he's okay um, because those head kicks are very life changing. Those are just that's the most scariest thing. I just I. The shin of the dome is the last thing you want. Um, you know, uh, work your head kick defense. I, uh, it, it, it's, it's such a fear of mine that like I, I, uh, and I actually have good kick defense, which would make sense. I mean, I've had kicks thrown at me since fucking '92, uh, but I mean, it's like you know, in some form, obviously there's been breaks, but you know, it's like. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, you can't, the, the moment you disrespect, you know, it's like the thing, the moment you disrespect, it's the moment it hurts you. Um, and that is just, again, the thing, you, the one thing you don't want to hurt. Yeah, Usman just did not look right even leaving the octagon. You heard the broad, broadcast say that. So, honestly, I just hope the dude's okay because uh, he's made a lot of money. He, I don't know the condition of his knees, but he still looks like he obviously can be competitive. He's was just the champion of the world not a couple hours ago folks um he's got an awesome marvel deal which like that's aw i mean 
I hope we see more of a trend of what that, you know, as far as Usman getting the uh, Black Panther thing uh, deal. And, um, you know, I know, you know, eye rolls. Uh, I'm a hipster, a lot of hipsters out there. It's not cool to like the Marvel or the MCU. And I get, I get that, you know, I get it. Uh, I'm just saying, like, that's cool for Usman. Though. That's fucking cool as shit, right? Um, so I just hope, you know... Uh, he can go enjoy all that stuff, and because uh, he he deserves it, man. The dude's been, the dude's busted his ass, man. You know, we can have these dumb arguments about pound for pound and all oh, rematches, and you know, this guy really deserve a shot. And how convincing did he beat him? And we can pull that hairs, but the guy is good, man. He was he was, it was a you know it was a wrestler who who learned to strike. We've seen that at welterweight before. It's wrestle weight, you know. But uh, amongst those guys, man, he is. He should be very proud of his place um, amongst that line. We'll see what he does next. And, yeah, as far as leading up to that, we just did a breakdown of, the, of that fight. But uh, just, you know, leading up to it, Boyo. Um, yeah, you know, we had the, we had the mount from uh, Edwards takes round one. But aside from that, it looks like he was on his way out. You know, how much was commentary playing to that? You know, I'm the first to be like, ah, oh, you know, commentary had you fooled. But, like, no, I, I thought the same thing as the commentary, you know. I was like, I was just watching how, and a lot of other smart people on my timeline picked this up too, just how Edward was, Edwards was conceding space. So it was like, part of me was, like, really happy, and I wanted to be like, oh, nice, Usman's pressuring me. Nice, we get to see this Usman again. Usman's grappling. Good. I, li- I like seeing this again. But, um, but a lot of it too was just Edwards kind of just, allowing him up against the fence which was odd because from the grappling early to the striking early in round two I felt like he had so much varied success all across the board that I was just like is it a confidence thing because I feel like the, he should have confidence because he's grappled him he's wrestled him um, he's punched him he's kicked him he's countered him uh, you should be more confident here You know, easier said than done obviously we're not in there but yeah, he was just really conceding space, and I was like, oh, I, you know, it's this is it's a foregone conclusion. Usman by decision. Ah, man, those Usman by decision people were were spot on, you know. And then I actually looked down. I wasn't even looking when the knockout happened, and the fact that Joe called it like he did, where he he didn't even believe what he just saw, made me extra fucked up because I looked up and I just saw Usman like, and I was like. Yeah, it was it was confusing for a second. I'm like, that guy's on the ground. Holy shit, what do you hit him with? And uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was it was it was good stuff. Um, by the way, we went eight three and one overall. Uh, we went two and one in our straight plays. One of those was an ad, of course. But we went oh for three in props. And we um, went one for four, which means we scored none for the um, round robin, which was crazy because uh, all we needed was just to get, it would have been the the minimal, it would have been the two uh, least valuable legs of the round robin being parlayed together, which was uh, Lusa by decision, which did hit, which we'll get to. And the other was Costa Rockhold does not go the distance. It was a chalky leg, minus 370. But you anchor it in there with um, a lot of the pl- with with some decent plus money, right? Because the round robin, people ask me questions on it. Um, different setups for each houses. Some houses will even give you kind of multiple, 
ways to set up the round robin, but essentially you don't need everything to hit. Um, I did six different combinations of two teamers with my four selections, and my risk for that uh, for each one was a .17U. I know, 17U, take a shot. Um, so even if the lowest one would have hit, which is what I would have settled for, um, it would have been, um, I would have gotten point, uh, 80 back and point 17 U divvied up six times because the round Robin takes our four selections and divvies up to six, two teamers. Uh, that total costed, uh, and that was only in one house that I played those were the round Robins at, I guess, thankfully in this case, cause it didn't hit not thankfully when it does right. Like last week. Uh, but yeah, you add those up together, that's just over a unit at 1.02, right? So even just the lowest possible combination of it hitting, we would have gotten 80 back, almost it paid back for. And that would have made for still technically a losing night, but um, not as much of a losing night. So the houses that I, uh, the one house that I played the Rod Robin in, that had 1.02 unit extra exposure than the, than the, than the lot of them, right? Than the rest. Uh, that ended up at 3.40 units I got back. So if you would have added 80 to that, I still would have been short, um, but not as short. It would have been just like a, a, a quarter unit flyer. Uh, whereas the other houses with the 3.4, I risked, uh, outside of that round robin, um, the risk was, um, which was just in the one house, the total risk was 3.44 units. So 3.40 back, just about break even. Uh, four ducats short. I know. Um, and we'll page though that because when I did do an ad, I, I could have afforded to play it straight up, to be honest, and the read was just as confident. Um, it was, should have been confident enough to justify a play. I was just trying to be disciplined, maybe hoping the good juju of not putting it all out there up front, maybe having to sweat and not getting a good of a price. Maybe that'll at least guarantee my Orichi Lang to hit, right? Um and it did if I was going to that woo-woo logic. Uh, but I didn't want to parlay the whole one unit that I got back from that Orichi Lang, so I only played the uh, .75 unit on. I know I'm jumping across the board. I'm still going to work it down in order. But uh, I only played the .75 unit, so I didn't give all. I, I didn't give it all back, right, was the way I looked at it. It was like, oh, I didn't give it all back, and I turned that .75 into another unit. I looked brilliant. It was, it was a strong start uh, to the card, but, you know... And I'm not just, well, maybe I am just saying this because I was so close to coming with the finish line. But if I went whole unit there, I think I would have been over. So that would have been, you know, lesson learned. Just have the balls play it. You know, you were disciplined enough to not play it and play it late, Dan. Just throw the fucking unit on there. You got an extra unit now, right? Um, you know, but I am really stingy how I budget. So that, that is not how I looked at it. But yeah, who, who would have thought? I would have thought for sure. I was like, well... No matter what hits, I know I'll have the anchor that'll hit because how is how is Luke Rockhold and Costa going the distance? There's no way. And then when I saw the fight play out in round one, I'm like, there's no way. Then I saw the fight play out in round two, I'm like, there's no way. And I'm like, why the fuck are we in round three? <laughs> there's no way. Oh, I know what I know what's happening here. <laughs> Not complaining, by the way. It was a crazy fight. Um it was, you know, there's a reason, again, just like the main event, there's a reason why, there's a reason why I didn't, I picked Usman and didn't bet the main event, right? Um, right? There's a reason why the only play I had in the co-main event, uh, I was so on the fence about it, 
the only play I had was doesn't go the distance. Because I'm like, that's that's the safest play, right? In in a round robin, it doesn't a chalky doesn't go the distance. How how it doesn't get much safer than that. I mean, I could wear like you know five condoms over my head and enter the arena with a face mask, and I still wouldn't be as safe as having a, a rock called Costa doesn't go the distance ticket. Like, no, nah, dude, that was, and. Thankfully, it was just a stupid little round robin I had. And I, I bet you there's a plenty of people out there that had, like, serious investment. If that was you, my heart goes out to you big, big. That's a, that's a tough beat to swallow. I'm laughing about it, but, you know, I'm sure plenty of people are. And I don't blame them. Hearts go out. Hearts go out to them. Hearts go out to Luke Rockle, too, man. Um, I really felt it, and I didn't want to say anything. And then I saw my guy, uh, Casey Lighton, share something. And, I, of course, I had to overshare. And I was just like, yeah, man, that hit me too. And he was just like, I'm just fucking old, man. Like, you know, uh, especially, you know, I, I knew watching the competitions were going to hit different again once I started competing again. You know, it's going to start having that kind of value again where you just like, there's part of me which just has nothing to do with the bets, folks. Even if I don't bet the fight, you know, you see someone take the head kick knockout like the Usman, right? And you're just like, <sighs> a lot of thoughts. And, um, and yeah, and yeah, as, as a guy competing again there. And then there's the extra layer of that. I'm older now, just turned 37. So, you know, closer to 40 than 30. And, uh, Leon Edward, by the way, robbed the judges, didn't he? That's why I chose this shirt. Since, um, my, my fight size shirt was all trashed by the end of the day here, end of the night. Um, make it sound like I have fucking mustard stains on it or something. Um, treat myself to a little Thai food sitting right at the low 190s uh, hitting the 180s at the end of workout so should be in the 180s uh, next week hopefully and uh, get party rocking um, next fight Aldo versus Marab I'm going to clean up the chat here before we get to those uh, days more specifically Aaron I worked a fight tonight two hours from Dallas after the fights we were watching at B-dubs in Wichita Falls. A storm hit with 90 seconds left in the main event. What? <laughs> TVs went out. No way. This sounds like my uh, Verdum JDS story. Uh, oh, man. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Okay. So the, the storm went out. 90 seconds. Aaron says, then I said, watch. It'd be the most epic comeback in UFC championship history. And as I was pulling the fight up on my phone and telling the table next to us who were a few fighters and girlfriends from the fight earlier about the epic comeback it would be, then I, wait, sorry. And I was pulling up the fight on my phone and I was telling the table next to us who were a few fighters and girlfriends from the fight earlier about the epic comeback it would be then I pulled up about six tables came over to watch it on my phone I'm waiting for the rest of the story but uh yeah that's that's hilarious that reminds me of a story watching a UFC 90 I think or 91 in Chicago and uh maybe it wasn't Chicago um but uh yeah uh JDS knocked out Verdun with the uppercut right JDS was unknown then and the uh, cable box, uh, old buddy's black box. Remember those? Dayton back in the day, I guess, right? 
uh, it went out right right when the fight started, and and then someone you know one of my jackass buddies from the crowd goes, and it's all over, and we're like, right, <laughs> and then we turn on the TV, and it's all over, and Madoom's just like, and we're just like, <laughs> like mid laugh. Oh, you gotta love those. You gotta love those. As far as B dubs goes, um, my guy Jordan Killian has the best story when it came to to Bader and Tito. Telling a bunch of people they were dumb for picking Tito Ortiz. And then Tito Ortiz is a crazy comeback. And then everybody just dunks on my guy Jordan. Uh calling him everything. <laughs> Alright, uh here we go. Let's go here. Hey, Danish Khan, the Earth Special. That's right. Nice Earth shout. And I haven't seen Danish Khan shout in a minute. What's up? Daniel Mays. Edwards couldn't believe you won. Shoot, could you? And beat someone who beats you just in that kind of way. It's The fight's going that way. Jeez. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. MMA Jesus. Love the Avatar. Imagine having the balls to put a unit on Leon at plus 300 and then live betting Usman two units after round one. <laughs> Shaking my fucking head. Oh, man. Oh, man. Props props uh, for uh, coming clean on that one. Jeez, that's rough. Um, shouts to you. Uh, Sound of Violence. Luke Rockhold got Diaz matchmaking-wise. Eh. That was Sean Shelby special, old pretty versus new pretty. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't, I don't even know what their special is these days. You know what their special is for sure, though. They do love them some middleweights, though. Middleweights and light heavyweights opening cards, like they have to do it. I wonder if they move the heavyweight where they're like, hmm, I wonder if altitude will, will have a thing. So they, that's why they moved that and put a puddle of uh, Pujalova and Wu uh, on there instead. Um, I don't know, but it was just like, yeah, I was just thinking of these altitude cards. Like, yeah, where's your love for light heavyweights and middleweights and heavyweights now, UFC matchmakers? It's like they purposely, like, for a while they were doing it on fight nights, but, like, they're like, okay, we're not going to fuck around on pay-per-views. Like, we're going to have 145 or 155 open the main card, like how God intended. Like, I don't even know if I believe in God, but I believe God intended that, folks, because that's fucking me, right? The sun goes up, the sun goes down. Main cards are open with featherweight lightweight. That's just how it goes. What the fuck? Sorry. Ugh. Um, just the the they're they're fucking you know. <sighs> the, the the card structuring is, is is beyond me. Um, I know I'm never gonna get a job at UFC now. I'm bitching bitching about the matchmakers. Smart Dan, smart. Uh, but you know, not, not that I'm trying to get a job at the UFC. I'm just saying, like you know, just. Showing how smart I am, my my IQ. But I, I, I can't like you know say what you will about Joe Silva, you know, uh, you know, uh, he, you know he looked like a, you know he was like master blaster, like the guy on top of him trying to run the big guys, you know. But but no, he he knew how to structure a fucking card, man. Um. So we go, uh, Mark Fellows. UFC may not like Luke, but good to see Dana show. Are the fight had to true warrior show respect? I, yeah, show respect. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I'm I'm glad he did too, man. Yeah, no, I mean he deserves it, right? I mean, it'd be a big Luke Rockhold fan to feel for the guy. I absolutely felt for him. Um, 
Town of Violence. Dana shows Luke. Dana shows Luke love to avoid lawsuits. And I say it's all. I was gonna say it's also a smart move. It's smart. It's a smart move. Um, now that let's be honest, not that Dana is, is the guy to be on. Not that he seems like the guy that's beyond being petty, right? But you, to, to, it's Town of Violence's point that that's a, that is a smart move. Um, Dana's been since the Vince lawsuit's getting real nervous. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What are you talking about there, Tia Sophie? I can't quite put my finger on it. Black boxes, the open seas of the pre-fight internet days. Yeah, you, you know what's up. My guy Paul Vernet appreciates my references. Mark Fellows, couple of octagon girls and female fighters taking notes from WWE. I reckon, oh, Jesus. Hey, whatever, whatever happened to my girl, uh, Shondella? Whatever happened to Shondella? All right, Danish Khan, I'm always lurking around. Glad you're doing well, my man. Glad you're doing, I hope you're doing well, I should say, and thank you for wishing me well. Um, Sound of Violence, I think Sam Alvey is at fault for the middleweight and light heavyweight pay-per-view openers, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do without him. Uh... <laughs> Hope you got a podium on the way out, just like you did on January 6th. I still think it's him, by the way. Show me proof where that man was January 6th. Otherwise, he took that podium. Um, I'll keep going since this is about the fights we're talking about. Uh, MMA Jesus, what do you think of Usman constantly hooking the gloves and grabbing the cage way before Leon did later in the fight? I saw that. And Herb doing absolutely nothing about it, but Leon, he does the latter. I think that was one of those unfortunate things where, again, another reason why I sympathize with Leon is like, I'm that guy. I remember I had a uh, old construction foreman when I worked uh, my construction days. He would go, guys, he had a Chicago accent. Guys, don't, don't make, make sure you're not taking extra time on the 15-minute break because you know what you're going to do? Everyone's going to do it for like a week. You're going to see everybody do it. It's not even a Chicago accent, but whatever. I'm just trying to impersonate the guy's voice best I can. And he's like, uh, but this is what's going to happen. Then you're going to do it, and then I'm going to come around the corner and get you. And it's going to be the first time you've ever done it. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy speaks like a man with bad luck. I can relate to this. Um, and, and yeah, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? But yeah, he, yeah uh, Usman, um, gloves. Yeah, yeah, that was Leon Edwards' luck. And yeah, uh, Usman did it a bunch of times before Herb missed it. I don't think it was like a any kind of bias like I like Usman better than Leon that's why I did I think he was just he fucking missed so many like when Herb finally get I feel like the closer Herb looks at something like the least he's paying attention because like you'll see him like oh he's like someone like you know either like uh, oh uh, this person's taking a lot of damage they should really stop this by now oh good Herb's coming in for a closer look and then you're like it's like that meme where it's like you came in for a closer look to stop the fight right and then Anakin Skywalker is like, and we're like, right? And then Anakin Dean's like, and it's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Because we saw that in the, um, was it the Marab or Aldo fight or something before? Or, uh, no, I think it was Romanoff fight. And I, I bet, it was somebody that I bet, and I got mad at it. I was talking to my guy, uh, Wes Colvin, true U, at True UK fan. Even I was complaining about it. And the guy that I bet was benefiting from it. But, you know, again, I, 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 like I always say, I try to keep that same energy. 
And, uh, but yeah, the uh, fighter grabbed the cage and Herb came closer and I'm like, oh, okay. He missed that cage grab. That was a, that was a bad one. So now he's going to come closer to warn him, to maybe stop him. And then the fighter does like an even more crucial and more egregious and obvious one with Herb in a better position and more focused as it appears. Nothing. Nothing. It's just like... <laughs> He's so, like, you know that, like, classic, like, uh, person, like, uh, the goggles, or they paint the top of their eyelids to, like, like, uh, Strange Wilderness, like, 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 they pretend they're focusing, like, Herb has mastered that posture in, in, like, MMA refereeing, as far as the octagon, where, like, he can look focused, and he's not paying attention, and you're like, are you paying attention? He's like, yeah, I'm paying attention, I'm even gonna get closer. And he'll miss it even harder, it's like, is he trolling us? He's got to be trolling us at this point, right? He's got to be trolling us. Um, but yeah, that was that was bad. You weren't crazy for 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 saying that. Um, her punished them. Joe Silva was a dick, but I missed his matchmaking. Sound of violence. Yeah. Uh, why was Luke so tired so quickly? Are we chalking that up to altitude or just being old? Being older, um, weight cut, not just the last time he fought was like what three years pre-pandemic, right? That was also up at light heavyweight. Um, the, the cuts are, are crazy for him. Like, even, like, the last fight he won, like, I remember the weight cut. He was, like, even, like, super rude to Heidi Andral. He was, like, just, like, really, the weight cut was just really rugged, right? And that was, the, like, back in the Dave Branch fight. This guy's been struggling to make middleweight. Now you got it at altitude. He's older, the layoff. I'm sure it was those things. And then you're getting hit, too, very hard, A. And even though a lot of them were headshots, uh, Costa is good about mixing of the body, so... You know, a bit of column A, column B, column C, column D, and column E, if I can give you the politician's answer there. Um, but, yeah. No, he did. He did. Totally. Um, that accent is gas. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, that's a good call. And Herb doesn't have a dog and a birding <laughs> house vibe in the closer looks for a stoppage. He does. It's it's weird. He does that, and then he does the Mission Impossible hover, the Tom Cruise. <laughs> and we make fun of him for that, but it's like... Mm. I think there was one where he was actually was like, okay, it was, it was actually... I, it was very for, forgivable and really acrobatic of him. All right. Um, going to push on with this recap here. That was Rockhold and Costa. Uh, yeah, Devalish really Aldo. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that was the fight with the egregious fence grab or anything, but this was uh, really bad. Um, I think I can give the cat out of the bag. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on uh, Couchside Judges. Uh, shouts to my guys Dan Urban and, and Scott Fontana um, to discuss further as far as scoring and stuff. But basically, like. Marabin, this is this is real apropos because uh, someone tweeted this, which I agree with as well. Uh, someone tweeted a that Luke was, uh, that's my guy Eric. That Luke was going for a lot of the same setups that Eric was was breaking down in the podcast, even when he was gassed. So shouts to my guy Eric. And um, but Luke looked to hurt him. Someone tweeted Luke looked to hurt him a bunch of times, and um, but uh, cost his poker face, you know. And it's true. Body language is everything. Um, not that I think there was a round to give Rockhold, but. I will say that it was closer than it optically looked. Again, not enough to give it to him in my eyes or the judges' eyes, who were all unanimous. But 
Um, it was closer because a you have someone no selling like the point I was just building to a second, and then uh, you know oppositely you've got a fighter who's gassing right. I always bring up that Jacare Kelvin Gaslam. Again, not even that I disagree with that decision either. I don't remember disagreeing with it, nor do I uh, now. But that was just optically a lot closer than it looked. You know, see, I don't know if it reflects that way in the stats. Of course, stats don't tell the story. I'm not a big stat guy, but I, stats I dare say may support this. But uh, yeah, that fight was a lot closer than it looked. But optically, Seuss is gas, so he's not getting that much credit for his hard shots and the other guy is getting a lot of credit for shots that maybe aren't even landing clean right so you've got a lot of those optics and in this fight round two was the swing wasn't really a swing round but it was the round that the judges i'm guessing were were were, were, were not sure about uh well no maybe they all gave me unanimously because it was just the 3027 it was the round one which i i felt was pretty clearly um not clearly but you know strong enough case for Aldo. I don't feel crazy calling that first round for Aldo. Uh, the second round was closer. Um, it's tough because it's like, is it closer because I bet on him? Uh, and am I ultimately giving it to Marab 29-28, which I do. Um, I'll probably rewatch it for the show. Uh, but uh, for the Couch Side Judges show, but like I live I do, but is that because I'm countering my bias? Because I know my bias, right? And that's the majority score. Um, I will say, uh, notes that I did take kind of was writing some notes during that fight as well. Um, and Marab, uh, Aldo at the end, it, you know, he, Marab lands some good punches in the beginning round, so do Aldo. And then it's a bunch of, uh, knees. Uh, I don't know if they're storyly knees. Shout out to my guy, Dan Albert. I don't even, I haven't even seen that storyly or storyly fight yet, by the way. Um, but, uh. You know, you got to give credit to those knees, accumulative, right? You, you, they're not heaviest, but you got to give. I, I'm Mr. Accumul, uh, I'm Mr. Accumulative, right? Uh, give credit to accumulative. I, I, I got to keep that same energy here. Hence my Marab 29-28. But I will say it was close in round two, because Aldo, again, they they each have some shots. Uh, Marab lands maybe like you know, uh, one or two uh, pretty decent shots in the beginning of the round, whereas Aldo, I think maybe like three to four but again you've got the not that control uh, aggression uh, as far as scoring goes but the control and aggression allow Marab to pin Aldo to the fence and get a cumulative damage with the knees that's what's scoring because um, there's no real grappling or takedowns or impactful anything really outside of those knees so that's what's scoring and you got to keep that same energy but they break away and I will say Aldo lands a really clean leg kick and he lands one of many in this fight, knees, when Marab was coming in. But both commentary, and I imagine the judges are probably crediting the punches, which aren't landing clean or being overswung. And I would argue the knee to the body is hurting more because that's intercepting, and Marab's running um, right into that. Um, whereas when you're throwing that knee, you know it's exposed. You know what the counters are. And you might still get hit, but you, you're seeing it, whereas you're really running into those body shots. But Marab, like... He could have had a broken ribbon there was the thing, and, like, you wouldn't have known because he's just such an, an animal. He's the machine, right? And so, unfortunately, you know, it's hard, you know, to, to really grade that. So, even though I want to make a case for that, at the same time, as much as I get mad at people running wild with subjectivity, I can't go ahead and do that myself, right? Because at a certain point, even though I know 
Um, and I'm confident what quality strikes are more than more than the average Joe. I feel like that's fair statement to say. Guy who's dedicated his life to martial arts, covers it for a living, competes in it. Not crazy to say. That being said, even though looks like a duck, smells like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, if it's not showing anything from the visuals side of it, which has its kind of tricks and pitfalls there, right? To, you know, the there's no bruising, there's no cuts, there's no, you know, the guy's not slowing down, he's not stopping because he's Marab. So, like, there's no, you know, he's not having to really change his stance from it or anything like that from the leg kicks because he just takes it because he's Marab. So you're like, how much can you really grade Aldo? How much can you really uh, give him the benefit of the doubt? And, and, you know, if it's a three to five range for what he's landing, how much can we really land to the five confidently or much less push the envelope to a 5.5 or six in my little horse race carnival game as far as scoring the rounds go, right? You know, I got to keep my subjectivity um, in check too. Um, I got to keep that same energy, folks. We all got to do our best. We're all hypocrites by nature doesn't mean we can't call ourselves out and do our best on it. So I did go Marab in that second round. Obviously, I went Marab in the third. Um, I'll have to rewatch it to, to see if I uh, vehemently disagree with that 30-27. But that's how I had it scored, and I bet on Aldo. Major disservice by Dede, Andre Pedaneris, man, which sucks. I like Dede, Dede. Dede don't leave the house for nothing is what they say, right? Like, Dede don't leave the house for nothing. And a guy so revered and stuff, but you really got to keep up with this man, you know. And and you know, I was talking with my guy Eric Eric on the podcast, and you know, um, just like I won't say my sources, uh, I'm not gonna say his. But I was really happy to hear that, and it doesn't surprise me. Eric's a really sharp guy. You know, he has weekly, almost weekly talks with uh, high level judges who are on a ton of cards that you hear all the time. Um, different one than I talked to, but he's doing his due diligence as well, which is good, and I think more corners and camps really should because, you know, even in the fight they won with Vieta home, right, and another fight that I bet on, and I was on the wrong side, right, they won that fight, and he was like, he, you know, almost disowned her and, like, you know, put her up for adoption if that was her kid between rounds four and five in that fight, uh, and she ended up winning on the scorecards. He thought, he completely thought she was down, right? So I bet you what happened is Dede was so wrong on that fight, and he was like, oh, the judges, they they don't like the stalling anymore. It's okay if we want to take our breaks against the, against, the, uh, against the fence and hang out a bit. That's almost like what he was telling Aldo, where he goes, it's okay. They're only going to give it if they're stalling. That's all they're going to give it to you. Almost like a security blanket. Like, you can take a break if you need to. The, the only way you lost that round is if... It was, which was the rough translation, right, from the broadcast, is if uh, the judges like stalling. So it's like, you know, people are taking the wrong messages from 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 these, from you know, from these fights. Uh, they're taking maybe these just micro uh, examples that don't pace because nothing is really. Um, we try to find parallels a lot in my analysis. I do, but this is MMA. Nothing is exact. Right, you have to understand the macro to, to, to start even playing with the micro. You got to understand the macro first. So you got to understand the criteria, uh, the sport, uh, what your you know what how, what the judging trends are. I mean, these things are really important to stay up on. And I feel like the longer you've been in the game, it's almost like the more susceptible you are to those things, right? So 
that's something that that camp's going to have to watch out for. Uh, Lucy, Puddle of Love, Pujalova uh, versus Wu Yanan, uh, TKO. Uh, shout out to my guy Luke Furio saying these guys, they were 0-7 in their last UFC appearances headed between them for the pay-per-view portion of this card, folks. I mean, Jesus. Ugh. I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but I remember the last pay-per-view. Like, I, I posted a gif of the kid, like, slowly crying when he's being interviewed, where he's like, mm, and he just kind of gives away. And I, I think it was UFC 221, a Rockhold uh, pay-per-view, when he fought Romero in Australia. Um, I can't remember what that main card was, but I remember that was, like, I, I can almost guarantee that was the last one that had as many complaints. And that was, like, pre-pandemic and all that stuff. I remember because I got my abdominal wa a wall reconstructed. My umbilical hernia surgery, not fun. Um, so I was watching all fucking sewed up. I want to say drugged up, but the drugs don't work. They only make things hurt. Don't you know that song anymore, Dan? It's been a while, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, Toss and Pager. Toss and Pager, huh? Toss and Pager, dude. Right. Um, defeated Harry Hunsucker really fast, body kick punches. No submission, submission. Um, Hunsucker turtle, but it was turtled because he got crumpled by the body shot. Um, so that was, uh, you know, follow up with punches, uh, acting accordingly. Took my flyer. What are you going to do? Everything was too juiced to take, so. Um, that's that for the main card. Before I push on to the prelims, going to go down here to the, uh, chat. Thank you, guys. Please like if you haven't already. Uh, subscribe to Daniel Tom MMA if you're listening on audio. Thanks for the five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. They really help. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Just come out and say what we all think. And Herb is trash. That comes from MMA Jesus. Herb's a really nice guy in person, man. It's a really tough job to do. Um, I think Herb uh, would, you know, I know he does teaching stuff and stuff. So to parlate, no positive. He definitely is not the best. I don't. That's a really old data talking point. Again, people going off of old information, right? With Pettineris in the corner, Rogan saying Herb Dean is the best. Definitely does not have my vote for best. Um, you know. Mark Goddard's, Jason Herzog's, there's plenty of people that deserve some shine um, in that conversation. That that can that list can go 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 on. Um, I will say I do. You know I don't know if it's like Herb's like you know like a, you know he's got to got to got to turn not turn in his badge because I think he's just super useful. Like I feel like he'd be great like educating as you know you're trying to get more you know new blood right sprinkled in accordingly, built up properly, but new blood is something I always say we can all agree on. I feel like Herb would be great at cultivating that. Parlay that experience there, you know? Um, it's like when you're done competing, you teach, right? You know? Um, see. Um, that's my idea. I don't know. I'm just trying to throw a positive idea out there. But uh, Sound of Violence says, to be honest, I was impressed with Luke went the full three. Yeah, me too. He said, they said... Uh, Sound of Violence says, I would have, I never would have bet on it going past 2.5, to be honest. Yeah, same here. It was insane. Stellar 703, I expected Aldo to defend the takedowns, which he did. I just didn't expect that's all he would do. Yeah, clearly took the, the third round off. Can't complain 
when you take that third round off, man. I mean, this was important, you know. Someone said he was just showing up for a check. I don't blame you for thinking that, but he had an actual run here. Like, this was his last run he could have made, so this was super important to show up to. Tough matchup, but a tough but winnable matchup also, right? Because he got the three rounds, especially if he took it seriously. He could get through that. I don't know, man. But uh, I put a lot of blame, honestly, in that corner, just objectively. How can you not? I mean... I know the third round on paper was going to be Aldo's least likely round to win anyways. But that means you can't try, right? Um, anyways. Still got love for Aldo and Pops and Rob and his team, by the way. Um, Sound of Violence. I'm hyped to watch Marab versus Aldo because I missed it. But goddamn do I wish Marab was around in the late WEC days. Yeah, I think so. Um, you'd probably want to fight less technical, which would make him even probably more of a wild man in those in those in that status. So yeah, um, probably be, be much more more fun. This wasn't very fun, obviously, but this is kind of like it's down how he has to fight the higher level guys. Because um, he's still, you know, he's he's now he's getting big wins against like ranked dudes, but um, you know. He's still looking for that uh, breakout performance, you know, um, for you know, to kind of match that uh, vaunted pace. Um, the sound of violence, or even early WC. Oh man, Marab versus Olaf at a catchweight. Oh, that would be that would be insane. That would be insane. Marab versus Olaf at a catchweight for the carnival belt. I'm also old. I know you. You guys got love for like freaking. Uh, Olaf Alonzo's of the world, so, you know, I appreciate you dudes. Uh, Sound of Violence, if you're a fan and looking to learn more about judging, uh, look into Bed Cartilage. His episodes with Sean Sheehan on Severe are awesome. Yes, a very excellent. Very excellent. Uh, very respected judge. Um, I respect him a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm making more of an effort to talk to these guys, you could say. And I really like Ben Cartilage. I'll leave it at that. Really, really good dude. And uh, Sean Sheehan, yeah, he, he does, obviously, he does the most in the media for judging. So he's got plenty of uh, informative interviews, videos. I know the judges can't speak on the record a lot, so uh, a lot of us who speak to him, you know, um, can't give the details. But I, I just, I try to share that, that, that I or other people are just to show that, you know, people more on the other side of the fence and whatnot are trying to educate themselves more too trying to be better here um but yeah okay prelims marcin tibur tibura defeated alexander romanov uh sorry <laughs> michael chivello there uh yeah the the romanov by tko bet was looking good in round one um tibura looked done and then out of nowhere he just like bounces back in elevation like where does he have all this energy from like what the heck? I'm like I thought I, I thought the I thought the Moldovan magma was running strong. Shout outs to the uh, MMA analysis. We just saw another uh, heavyweight hit for me, right? Spivak. You know, I thought I was gonna saw that Mo, the Moldovan magma was flowing, but I guess uh, I got some. But no, no. In all seriousness, I actually went from like I already like resigned that my bet wasn't gonna cash after round one, but. I found myself actually because like, like I the guys like, danced up and and uh, other people I knew I had some Deborah tickets, 
So I was actually just rooting for Deborah like in round three. And I was actually like kind of disappointed. I'm like, wait, so he has all this energy out of nowhere to like get Khabib at heavyweight and then just come back all of a sudden out of nowhere. But then he doesn't have an en enough energy to take advantage of a gassing dude, which, you know, in his defense, Romanoff was throwing random spinny stuff, which was really weird. Like, why were the big guys like Rockhold and Romanoff like throwing all this crazy shit when they were gassed and like they're big grapplers? Like, maybe use the last year energy to do the stuff that finishes fights that you normally do. That was kind of weird, but um, but yeah, but uh, Tabora still did end up uh, cashing. I would have gone 10-8. Um, I have to watch it again. Probably have to talk about this this round. I would have gone 10-8. Um, you don't need all three Ds. Damage is the most important D. Um, that's the general gist of it. Uh, I know it's stateside judges. There's these like weird regulation things where if you speak to the judges that are across the pond who do a great job and I think are more consistent actually um, they're like we don't we don't listen to the unofficial nonsense stuff that you know Dana White says for us to do by the 10 -8s. we just do it as the criteria um, says so uh, which I appreciate and I agree with by the way um, I, it, it, so it's funny so for damage I feel like it's a 10-8 for me I, the spectrum of just getting across the line to clear 10-8, um, it's obviously closer to just getting across the line. Um, I don't know if it's like by a hair, by a photo finish, just barely got across the line for me. But yeah, it just got across the line for me. However, if we do the common sense test and we take back to the spectrum, right? We take a wide wide range of the spectrum that it already is a wide range, which is a 10-9 round, right? And all the different scenarios that can account for a 10-9 round is really wide. Let's go ahead and take that really wide sample. Let's go take a big fucking chunk of it. And, um... And... Sorry, how was I gonna... How was I gonna word that? Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, let's take a big chunk of that, right? And now let's, uh, let's put that... Let's put all those different round scenarios that we just took a big chunk of set it right next to the Tybura Romanoff round one and tell me do those two, two, two rounds look the fucking same no and again I'm not a stats guy um, shouts to Richard Mann the real statisticians of the world all respect to them no disrespect I'm just not a stats guy they don't tell the story of the fight necessarily right uh, most generally um, and um, but that being said I mean what was it zero to whatever I mean a bagel, shouts to John Anik. A bagel in the significant strikes department. So, you know, you know, from the common sense test, it's a fucking clear as day 10-8. From, you know, I want to get technical about it and da 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 Yeah, yeah, it barely gets over for me, but it gets over. Um, but that being said, I'm actually kind of glad because I just see, saw, saw how many Tybura tickets. Shout out to my guy Liam picks fights. Dude, who did he have? I think he had Lusa, Tybura... And Leon Edwards in a parlay ticket for like 14 bucks turned it into over half a grand. Uh, shouts to, uh, he's been on a guest on this here recap show. Um, shouts to my guy, Liam. Uh, Liam picks fights. Awesome dude. Go give him a follow. Um, I got to imagine he had a killer night. He's always killing it, and uh, as, he, as he should, as he deserves. And uh, I know he's got to be feeling good about hitting that ticket, so I want to give him a shout. And that's why I was kind of, you know, part of me is kind of glad that um, 
Because my, my 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 bet's already long gone anyways. doesn't mean I can't root for other people, right? So part of me was glad almost that they didn't give the 10-8 because then um, it would have been another draw. And then uh, the Tabora tickets uh, wouldn't have cashed. Nobody would have won anything. So at least some people won. So that's good. Um, Jared Gordon defeated Leonardo Santos. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't overexpose. I'm glad I didn't play inside the distance. Uh Gordon came through if you wanted to parlay him, so I guess I didn't lead you wrong if you if you went off that cliff. I just I didn't like parlays, you know. Uh, here maybe you know, woulda shoulda coulda. Of course, it's all hindsight now, so I'm gonna stick and keep that same energy I said. I just I, I wasn't feeling it right. Um, little exposure only the point one seventeen u on round three. You could see it kind of formulating. All the pieces were in place, but. Um, you know, Gordon was pressing his advantages and uh, was was fighting smart. So I don't I don't blame him for not selling out. Of course, the the gambler in me was like, come on, just push hard. Maybe you can get him, grapple him a bit. Take, don't have to take the back. Go side ride and just punch, 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 punch. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, was not meant to be. All good. Happy. Always happy when Gordon wins. Um, and I like Leo Santos too. So nothing against him. Uh, Sean Woodson. Uh, it looks like the spider it thing that I was saying to Aaron and then I found in the picture but oh yeah that happened in one of the movies so I had to post that photo now you cannot unsee it uh, defeated Luis Saldana uh, oh no 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 it was a draw um, I thought Saldana could have got the nod should have got the nod not even talking about like cause what he should have done uh, and should have not done in round one which was obvious um, he just really wanted to walk off like he tried to do it twice and it was almost like he's frustrated he didn't get it and looked like dumb, so he's the guy when he's on the ground. Obviously, you're in the heat of the moment. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, obviously. But it just was like, come on, man, what are you doing? And I picked Woodson and no plays, so I didn't have a dog in the fight there. But I just was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? So he's really going to be kicking himself. You can tell his corner was frustrated. Um, and uh, that's a draw. Real curious what they line Woodson next because he gets a lot of love from the odds makers. I'm going to see. Curious who the matchmakers match him up with and curious how the odds makers project him, you know? Um, Ang Lusa, amongst the good start, defeated A.J. Fletcher. He unanimous decision. A.J. Fletcher is super tough and caught Lusa, uh, which Lusa doesn't get hurt often. So, you know, man, uh, A.J. Fletcher's got some power. But uh, he composed himself. Slipped at some crucial times when he was getting flurried on. Glad the ref didn't stop it, uh, and just showed that he was the better fighter. I mean, it was kind of what I what I what I suspected and what I said in the pre-show with Aaron after I this was the last fight I researched. It was post. So this, I told you guys I was targeting it, and um, yeah, uh, I just when I went back to watch the tape, Lusa was just better, man, just as far as technical and like. Shout out to my guy Brazchuk. I forget what it was. Uh, I think it was Amir Albazi and Francisco Figueredo where. You know, he was just saying one guy um, finished Malcolm Gordon and the other guy went life or death for three rounds. Sometimes MMA math works. And that's how I kind of felt with Lusa and AJ Fletcher. You know, I love Semmelsberger, but Semmelsberger is clearly a guy who uh, swangs and bangs, not really a grappler type. And his level uh, as far as MMA um, and experience and all that really got shown and audited against Alex Morono. Um... And uh, AJ Fletcher got got you know out uh, out grappled and out MMA to by him. And Luce has been fighting for like a decade, man. He's been fighting around really good people. 
Uh, not just with Usman and stuff stateside since 2018 or whatever, like they said on the broadcast. Um, but like even before that, I believe he traded All Stars uh, over in Sweden um, and fought amateur. Um, he was just ready for this. Uh, wrong guy, just wrong guy favored. And I, I'm mad at myself, even though I picked it right, played it, put my money where my mouth is. I I should have put more. I'm not even talking. I should have put more. I just put it just just the unit, you know, a full unit. Um, that probably would have been what, like, uh, roughly 40 to 50 ducats more and, uh, would have cleared us in two of the three houses and, um, you know, we would have been within a unit, but Hey, that's a good thing. I remind myself like some of these losing, I think the last losing night I had uh, a few nights ago, uh, cause I think we were coming off of three winning winners before this. The last one was only like a minus 1.55. Uh, so you know the the small small losing nights aren't aren't really too bad. What was it? One point oh six one in one house and point uh, zero one four. So not too bad. Uh, Amir Albazi, of course, defeated Francisco Figueredo. Curious to see more of him, Albazi. But uh, that's that's a good good solid win to get back to after a bunch of injuries. Uh, speaking of hindsight, we can finish on a high note here. Orichi Long, the Mongolian murderer. Um, this was another one where, you know, I did put my money where my mouth is. Over a unit. Uh, biggest, biggest bet. Um, as far as what I risk, you know, only a unit return. But, um, I, I've been one for chalk, so it just seems extra non-sexy to me right now. But, I did say, you know, with all this giant chalk and you're worried about who's going to shit the bed and who do you have to parlay with somebody who could also potentially shit the bed well, there was some chalk that was reasonably priced and then got even better priced because, you know... Faded, faded the public. It didn't work against with uh, Aldo and Devalishvili, but you know um, you can't be afraid to do it, man. Because uh, yeah, this was uh, aged really well in hindsight. Again, Perrin, really tough guy, um, gave us a scare at the end there. We'll definitely give him that. I don't know if the guy was as rocked as as, uh, as Rogan was saying, but um, but yeah, that was definitely a scare. Definitely stole the round uh, for sure. Give that round to Perrin, tough kid. Uh, but Orichi Lung, man, it was um better striker, counter, those knees that I called for, body shots, counters, and uh, decent wrestling to boot. Um, judges got it right, and uh, yeah, we cashed that one. So that was that was that was nice. And then Victor Altamirano defeated Daniel Lacierda, Daniel da Silva, TKO punches and elbows. Um, boy, that 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 turned fast. I don't know if it was because. Uh, da Silva, La Sierra kind of gasses already, in, uh, and then this fight he took on short notice on top of it. Um, but yeah, started off good and then tied to turn. Shout out to my guy Aaron Bronstetter, had a really good read. I don't, I don't know how he finished, but he had a really good read in the first half of the card. It was almost like it was, uh, it was like the card listened to him on the preview show and was playing out as he was saying it. So I want to shout my guy there. All right, let's see what the chat uh, before we uh, move on. Nyadavia. Get out of here for the night. Uh, David Banner. Hey, new to the channel, but shout out uh, to you reviewing the event. Thank you for joining us, David. I appreciate that, my man. Thank you guys all for joining us, actually. And hit the like button if you haven't already. Um, looks like we just went over an hour, so that's good on time. I'm going to be getting out of here unless you guys have any more questions. But, yeah, hit the like. Uh, Daniel, Tom, MMA, if you want to subscribe. Uh, positive ratings and reviews on Apple. Uh, always appreciative. MixedMarshallAnalyst.com, my website that supports this here show. 
you can find banners for the Amazon on it click throughs um, PayPal uh, secure donation links um, doing those Amazon reads all of the film vault has been really fun by the way uh, at least so uh, I definitely um, got to give you guys uh, give you guys some ups there um, uh, all right uh, let's see what we got we got a week off um, and I'm doing the recap now I'm probably just gonna take the week off to be honest because um, uh, I got a lot going on um, I know my guy Kyle Max just uh, getting better from uh, getting COVID, and then I think he's actually going to be on Heavy Hands. So shout out to that podcast. Um, but I got to get him on for a top five, and I'm trying not to do anything too extracurricular um, until then. I know I'll be going back on my guy Die Hard MMA show, my guy Clint show. Um, I'll be going on my guy Kyle Marley show, doing some fantasy. I, I've been bad about the fantasy people, man. I've been really bad. So I'm actually going to bring. Um, a, a fantasy guest uh, that I'll, I will reveal uh, at a later date, but I also want to give my guy Kyle Marley a shout. I'm going to go on his program. He invited me on there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I really got to get that top five, uh, and I'm really trying to limit my, my guest appearances and all that stuff um, until I do that for the uh, top five uh, 90s MMA fights with my guy Kyle Mack. Support his show, Combat Chronicles, uh, another Patreon worth uh, supporting. He does a, a really cool thing, writer robbery, where he'll kind of review, um, review fights. Uh, I love it. A lot of people I love that have done stuff like that don't really do stuff like that anymore. Um, so I want to give Kyle Mack Combat Chronicles a shout. If not, just just subscribe to his free show. It's it's good enough. He actually will like uh, follow stuff like kickboxing, JMMA stuff that I wish I had more time to do. Mark Fellows enjoying the post show. DT, good stuff. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate all you guys for commenting, liking, sticking around, hanging out, like the video if you haven't. Even if you're watching on a replay, the likes uh, and, and all the engagement, the watch hours definitely really help. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, mosey on out of here, folks, about to hit the old dusty trail. Um, I'm going to just get in a lot of training, try to get my computer probably virus-free. Hopefully we'll see. Anybody knows good stuff for MacBooks to get the virus and the, you know, the search marquees and the game player checks off my computer uh, to reset my uh, fan clock and hopefully maybe hang some heavy bags or I don't have any ordered but I gotta get the thing I have the thing to hang it I gotta get that installed that goes well be on my way to having a garage gym otherwise I'm gonna keep training hard uh, keep the weight coming down and uh, just doing that I'll keep you guys updated on that front if you care otherwise hopefully you did okay you made it out okay. Um, much love. And always protect. Get next.